Welcome, dear listener, to the third attempted recording of the Chatterbox Video Game Radio Show. My name's Alon. And my name's Ara. By third, I mean third this evening. Had a little error, total rookie mistake on the 400 plus episode, but whatever, moving forward. Uh, See, that was unpredictable, wasn't it? <laughs> that was, in fact, unpredictable. And, and we were just talking about how um, you can be guaranteed that uh, unpredictable things will happen in the new year. Yeah, in the new year or just in the market. So um, we we just recorded or tried to record about five minutes of stuff and then had to trash it all because it didn't actually record. Um, but what we were talking about is an article that we decided was not interesting enough to discuss the content uh, of that article. But the article itself is interesting to me for another reason. So, so this will be a meta topic. Yeah. So you you had printed something out and it's it's basically – a review of some predictions from some company called Baird, which I, I guess is like a market research yeah, facility. Yeah, they're called Baird Equity Research. And so this this analyst is like, oh, okay, here's um, nine predictions of what's going to happen in 2013. Related to gaming. Right. And specifically, he talks about the, the console wars, right? How Microsoft and Sony are going to talk about the new systems this year. And if they didn't, that would be crazy. But like, that's a prediction. Like, if one of them chose not to announce their system, that would have a negative impact. Yeah, so a lot of these things are really, really obvious. But I, I wanted, to, I want to make sure that we hit on the point that we erased, um, which was that the funny thing about a lot of these analyst predictions is that they're because of the way that they're made, right? They're always based on previous information, and of course, we have no knowledge of what's going to happen in the future. And of course, right. One thing that's always guaranteed is that things that you didn't expect will happen, right? Like, in other words, your knowledge of the past is always, always, always incomplete information about what the future will bring, right? And so it's it's funny because I like to say that predictions like these, you can you can just guarantee almost that they are going to be wrong because there's almost always going to be something that you couldn't take into account that's going to happen because you can't predict what's going to happen. Yeah, but I, I got to say, most of these predictions are probably rock solid. They're like, they will announce the new systems and uh, they'll probably sell all right. Right, and, uh, and E3 will be really big, maybe the biggest ever because two new systems are being announced at yeah, once. It's it's really disappointing that I'm I'm sure the people who made these predictions, like probably spent a lot of time deciding what to say, even though I could have said all of these things uh, in just a casual conversation with somebody. And they probably got paid lots and lots and lots of money to do it. Yeah, well. but you know what? Like something something about the fact that there's at least ostensibly metrics behind this stuff seems to be the major lender of credence. In- yeah, but their metrics are all metrics that are in, in my head too. Like I, I've got to give some context to the listeners. Give me this thing. I mean, they're they're in both of our heads. I believe that they're in your head, right? But there's... I'm going to just pick there's, the... There's something about like a corporation, right? That's like, okay, well, let's just make sure that like, you know, we're not like completely off base when we think that like XYZ is going to happen. And so we have to like rely on a third party to tell us this stuff. So I'm just going to pick an article or a, a paragraph sort of in the middle of the article. It says... Uh, They expect 2013 to be similar to 2012 in terms of the operating environment that has plagued the console game market since the launch of the iPad. They believe that consumer anticipation for next-gen consoles may negatively impact current-generation software. So in other words, because people think systems are coming out soon, they might not buy software for their existing systems. And he says, well, AAA titles will sell, you know, Grand Theft Auto, Call of Duty, Battlefield, but second-tier and lower titles will struggle to generate sales. It's like, It's kind of a tautology. Thank you, genius. So the so the games that uh, haven't made a lot of money will probably uh, not make a whole lot of money, and the games that have made a lot of money will probably make a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, big big genius report there. So yeah. it, it's just striking to me that like it's an entire. This is not like a one paragraph thing in a blog. This is an entire page of nine supposed predictions, and it's it's just anybody anybody who's listened to the show more than once could say any of these things. I, I got to say, though, I was intrigued by their comment that they made about Nintendo, about them becoming more and more of a niche consumer product. Yeah. What do you think about that? Well, they said specifically the Wii U. Yeah. Right, so not Nintendo in general. Right. Do you think the Wii U is mass market, or do you think it's niche? Uh, well, there's a difference between potential and reality. Okay, right? well, we're so, talking about predictions here, buddy. So niche basically means not sell well? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I, I was reading today about how GameStop sort of fudged the uh, the numbers about pre-orders for the Wii U. Really? It's funny because they said like, yeah, we've got 500,000 pre-orders. And then uh, by the end of the year, the report is, we sold 320,000 Wii U's this, uh, in 2012. Like, well, if you had 500,000 pre-orders, why'd you only sell 320,000 systems? Right. And... Um, it's because what they what they termed or made us think they were calling pre-orders okay. was actually just people signing up as interested in the system, but not putting down even the five dollars that you would put down for some other product. It's just oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, I want to be on the list, like to be called. And so they they sort of distorted. So by so you're saying by fudging they lied. Well, the thing is, I didn't see what they actually said at the beginning. I don't know if they said we had 500,000 pre-orders or if they worded it in such a way that made it okay. All right, fair enough. But now when someone questioned them about it, like, oh, well, those people didn't have um, – basically, they didn't have any skin in the game. They just said they, they were interested or put, got put on a list. Right. And then there was – I read a comment on, on the post, and one person had said – and I have – nothing to substantiate this. I should be clear about that. Nothing at all. But one person was talking about how he had read or possibly experienced uh, that people were getting put on the list for the system without asking for it. Uh, Like when they would pre-order a game for the Wii U, they would end up on the list for the system as well. Um, Well, that's not too much of a stretch. I mean, can't really buy the game without the system. Well, but you could have the game reserved at another store. Yeah, no, that no, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Um, I gotta say though, I mean the um, the sell through rate for the uh, ran- random interest metric is pretty good. Uh, I don't you get half a million saying. people that say, "Yeah, I'm interested," and then like a little more than half of those actually buy the product. That's pretty damn good. Well, people who say they're interested, the assumption is they want it on opening day, and these they sold three hundred twenty thousand by the end of the year, right? So add a month and a half on. When did it come out? October. It came out in October, not November. Really? I guess. I can't even remember. Maybe it was November. November 19th, 18th, something like that? Something like that. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, they had a month and a half to sell. Not just like they should have been able to sell that much in one weekend. I still say it's a pretty good ratio. Yeah. Anyway, uh, as for whether or not it'll be niche, I mean, it doesn't seem to be selling all that well. People don't care about it much. And it's because there's no big breakthrough game for it. Nobody cares about it. It has no presence um, I've certainly seen commercials for it. Yeah, it's definitely missing the breakthrough game. I have to give you that. Yeah, I watch a lot of Hulu, and I believe I've seen commercials on Hulu. And uh, when I watch TV recorded from cable, there's plenty of ads for it. But I haven't heard anyone talk about wanting to play it except me and like maybe my one other friend who bought one. Uh, no, I've got a couple friends who are like super game nerds around the world, and they they wanted one but like someone who's not the people that i define as like my real game nerd friends right not a single person no oh wait, wait i do have a friend who bought the one who bought my extra one <laughs> one person i know one person who has a kid uh who bought one so so once again true to like what we said a few minutes ago right they're just saying well this has happened so far so it's probably going to happen like this in over the next year yeah but if nintendo so do you remember last year, I think it was last year, when the 3DS had, like, this avalanche of giant titles? I don't actually recall that. So there was, like, Star Fox. There was the new Mario 3D Land. Um, I think the new Zelda might have come out as well. Okay. Uh, there was there were, like, five or eight. Oh, the, was it Mario Kart? I don't know. There was a huge list of first-party, like, big, serious titles. That's when the Kid, Kid Icarus came out as well. Um, is a big deal. Okay, yeah. I do remember that one. I do not expect them to do that for the Wii U. But there's certainly lots of games, lots of IP that they could pull from and release big games. Thing is, I have not heard of anything in development for the Wii U at all, right? There's so much potential for I what do it think could that, do. I think that Nintendo is much more careful, though, at um, pre-announcing things before they actually come out than, than most other companies. I've got to say, the way they handled the Wii U in general was yeah. really strange to me. Like, How usually they make... Well, it was a it was a pretty big surprise. I mean, when they announced it at E3 last year... Well, I say last year, really, 2011, um, we had heard a couple days before about the, you know, the 
the gamepad style controller. Right. But it was very soon or very close to the actual announcement where we found out about that stuff. And even then it was like so crazy that nobody really believed it all the way. And then they announced it at, at the show and we were all excited, right? But it was still like just sort of some test software. There wasn't anything real that they were showing off. And then basically a year later when nobody else is talking about new systems yet, they've got this new one. And yeah, that, that's what I'm talking about. Like, I, I think that they are very much more careful than other companies anyway at waiting to say that something exists until it actually does. Yeah, but they also they don't have anything like I would expect them with. And and I think to myself, well, maybe they didn't have enough time to develop. But it's like clearly they had the hardware in near finished form a year and a half before it released. Like that's plenty of time to work on a game. Well, that's about the time you'd need. Right, unless you're doing something really but, ambitious. But Nintendo had time before that because they knew what they were doing, right? Uh, Third parties, I don't blame. Uh, I don't know. But Nintendo had time to be working on stuff and to be you know, just planning and getting it ready for the system. And the time comes, and we still don't know. You at least know about a game that's going to be released months in advance, if not a year in advance. And like we just assume that a Mario game's coming, and we assume that... Uh, Zelda games coming and all that stuff, but like right. I don't know that there's any official announcements for these games, or certainly no time frames. And without that, without any hope, like no one's like, "Oh, I'm going to buy it for the whatever game." There, no one. That's definitely true. They need they need some killer product. Yeah, and Nintendo Land was not the Wii Sports of the Wii U. It was a good product, but um, I don't think that the Wii phenomenon can be replicated anymore. Yeah, I think that happened once and. I'm with like, you. Like Guitar House Hero happened once. Or 13 times. Chatterboxers, how much do you love Amazon.com? Since you're like me, the answer is a lot. And since you love Chatterbox almost as much, here's what I want you to do. Next time you get a new game, a pair of socks, downloadable MP3, anything really, go to helpchatterbox.com. It takes you to Amazon, but when you buy something, we get a piece of the action. That's good for us, and Amazon feels good because you didn't buy it from GameStop. Helpchatterbox.com. Remember it. Bookmark it. Tattoo it backwards on your forehead. And yes, all I'm asking you to do is buy stuff you are already going to buy. Just do it at helpchatterbox.com. And we are back. You're listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. In our website, chatterboxgameshow.com, you can, uh, you can find us there. And we also have a phone number. That's right. You can call us and not talk to us directly, but you can leave a message, which we will play on the air if it is in English and we can understand it. And that number is 480-442-6321. Alternatively, 4GAME21. 480-4GAME21. Man, we had a much funnier bit about that earlier, the one that you didn't hear. Uh, yeah, that'll that'll be for the vault that no one will ever see. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> more important than any of those things is the website uat.edu. That's the University of Advancing Technology. They are still there and uh, still pretty awesome. So check them out. Um, now, you've got a couple of things in front of you. I've got yeah. a couple of things in front of me. So I want to talk about um, – we haven't talked about this for a while. Um, so there's that horrible, horrible massacre up in Newtown – and now a lot of talk about guns. And now a lot of talk about guns. You don't yes. watch the news often, right? I, you know what? I do not watch the news. I do listen to the news. So at work, I tend to have MSNBC or CNN or one of those uh, on. Yeah, I'm kind of an NPR fiend, actually. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, NPR does not have a television channel. So I just have the news on on, um, on the TV at work. And so I see a lot of this stuff. It's basically MSNBC, by the way, they loop... Every, I'm sure all the news channels, these 24-hour news channels, just loop the same thing over and over. Yeah. So I see, like, the complaints about Obama. And there's oh, this is a really funny bit. I don't know if you guys should watch this sometime. On MSNBC, there's this, like, quartet of people 
who are always on. And I have no idea how they structure their programming, but I can tell you that there's this part during the day, this is totally worth it, where there's, they have some guest on, right? And the guest has this little square box in the center. And the four people who are always on, like, like belong to MSNBC, are in squares. It's like the Brady Bunch, right? They're in the four corners and there's one in the center. So instead of nine, there's five of them. Two of the, the people who are always there are women. Two of them are men. One of the women, by the way, is named Crystal Ball. Real name, Crystal with a K. Her name is Crystal Ball. Or at least real name according to the show. It's probably a stage name for all I know. At least her last name isn't Balls. Yeah. But <laughs> the other girl, and MSNBC, it's hilarious the way they... Uh, they ter- you know when you watch The Daily Show, there's like they have funny taglines to the next news bit that's coming. I don't have any in my head, but they're really, sure. really funny. They make the crowd laugh. Right? So they do the same thing on MSNBC, which is like a real... Real news channel. So anyway, there's this bit with five people. Two of, or two of them are men. Two of them are women. Crystal Ball and the other girl, I don't know her name, but it's S-E Cup. C-U-P-P. Right? So S-E is her like first and middle initial or whatever, and then Cup. So I always see that. I see that on the screen. I'm like, oh, my God, there's two girls. One's a cup. And I laugh at that every time. <laughs> two girls, one cup. MSNBC. Give it a watch. Okay, really, well, that's, that should be the name of that segment. You know what? I just realized you're talking about MSNBC now. Okay, I have to derail this once more. This is also worth it. Okay. How can you stand to watch that channel when every 10 seconds there's whooshing sound effects for no reason? Oh, the sound is pretty much over over anybody talking. Like you're talking, right? Like start talking. This is good. This is MSNBC. Hey, what's up, Ara? How are you doing today? I I don't notice because the sounds sounds off. So I just turn and see people yelling, but I don't hear them. This is like, do we need do we need the sound effects for when they're zooming in and out of their charts every single time? Is that you? Is like, is that useful? Is that helping anybody? I don't know. It's not. It's not Fox News. It's not Wolf Blitzer. No, but they they do this because Wolf. It's, by the way, I don't on, know if he's on, on the Fox. shows where they show like all the stock graphs and stuff. And every time there's like a movement of like data on the screen, there's a whoosh, and it might mean something if it didn't happen every ten seconds. Yeah, this is. Um... I don't know that that happens on at least the part that I watched. Yeah, the day. It's, it's probably these, some of these stock shows. It was just it just blew my mind. Like I just couldn't fathom that this was actually reality. But okay, I mean, yeah. So right. the the point of all of this is I watch the news and there's all sorts of talk about games. Like Biden went to talk to the video game industry and yeah. There's actually there's something interesting with that that uh, maybe maybe we'll talk about. But what I wanted to originally talk about was um, so something really really like interesting and. Well, I'll just explain it to you, and then you can decide how interesting it is. So there's a uh, there's a town that's next to Newtown, and it's called Southington, okay? And so obviously after what happened there... there the the like, city names there are super creative, by the way. Yeah, there's a new town, and it's Southington. I bet it's, bet it's in the south. Um, I heard it was north of them. But anyway, um, so... There was there was a school there, and there was a superintendent there who claims his, his name is Joe Irardi, and he he says, "Oh, you know, we've been flooded with emails from concerned parents asking what can we do to help Newtown in this in this tragic tragic time." Which I'm I'm not going to make light of because it shouldn't be, but what's happening here I will make light of because it's kind of insane. Um, so I'm just going to read to you a quote that this guy said about this promotion that they were going to. Um, Run, right? Maybe promotion's not the best word. Anyway, so this guy, Joey Rardi, says, We're suggesting that for parents who have a child or children that, who play video games, to first of all view the games, so we're asking parents to better understand what their child is doing, have a conversation about the next steps. If parents are comfortable about their child's gaming habits, we're comfortable. Okay, fine. There's nothing crazy about that, right? But then he goes on and he's like, Okay, well, if parents aren't comfortable with their video games with their child's video gaming habits, what they can do is on, um, actually this past weekend was when this event was supposed to happen. Um, there was this drive-in movie theater where they were going to hold this event where people can turn in games in exchange for a $25 gift voucher, um, which is probably worth more than what you can get. A lot of games for used. Yeah. So it's a great deal. And, um, so the gift certificates were donated by the town's chamber of commerce, 
And what they were going to do is they basically threatened the destruction of these games, right? So it's kind of like, um, what is it, like toys for guns or money for guns? or how, Yeah, there's, there's gun trade-ins where you get cash for yeah, guns. Yeah, so it's like that, except we're trading in games. And the most hilarious part is that um, this guy said, once turned in, these discs will be snapped, tossed into a town dumpster, and likely later incinerated. Like, like they're going to throw them in the trash, and they're like, well, we probably think they're going to be incinerated, but who knows what happens. But we'll just threaten incineration just because it's more dramatic, right? So this immediately smacks of, like, Fair and Tried 451 and those kinds of things, right? Because we're taking media that ostensibly has some value, and we're treating them like they are guns themselves, which is, is, is just crazy to me. Well, do you remember that, uh, that movie, I Come in Peace? And you go in pieces? Yes. <laughs> and you go in pieces is the best line in the movie. That guy's flinging CDs around and, be, and and cutting people's necks with them. Yeah. Well, CDs can be very dangerous. Yeah. And See, even, so they're... Even more dangerous when split in half, I might add. Because <laughs> they know you can't just split them in half. You know, these shards go everywhere. You start breathing in pieces of CD and you get sick and it's just a, it's just the downhill well, they, there. The CDs go in pieces. The CDs do go in pieces. So so I was like – I mean I was just kind of like beside myself about this. Like they're, they're really doing this? This is really – this is really the best thing to do to deal with this? Really? Anyway, so we come to find out actually today that um, this whole event actually was canceled. And Why? I went out and bought a bunch of $10 used games so I could trade them in for 25 Yeah. I bet it's because the Chamber of Commerce didn't have enough gift certificates to give away. Maybe maybe that was the reason. And actually, I'm, I'm trying to read this other story, and it doesn't make any sense, but I think, yeah, maybe that was the reason. So apparently they were like, well, yeah, all we wanted to really do is just raise attention, and we've been successful. So now we don't have to. Maybe they realized that um, every used game is less valuable than a $25 gift certificate. And that um, they would just be wasting lots of money for no reason. Yeah. That, I mean, that's that's possible. But I would like to think that they gave a real excuse, not one that's just, hey, there's this thing that we decided was important that we promised you. And now we think it's not important anymore. Well, if you're if there's anything worse than doing something completely retarded, it's um, being wishy-washy about it and going back on your word about it. But seriously, if they thought it was a good thing, now they don't think it's a good thing all of a sudden. It's yeah. That's just... Uh, Really, really weird morals or strange values, I guess. Yeah, but, so I don't know. The whole thing doesn't make any sense, but right. whatever. By the way, Southington is right in the center of Connecticut. Of course. So that's weird. <laughs> but <laughs> Somehow I get the feeling like maybe Newtown isn't really all that new. Uh, that's also true, given that it's a New England town. But but then New England. That's just a guess. It's newer than England, so that's all you really need yeah. to be. All right, so... <clears throat> We only have a couple minutes left. Do we, we, got, we got a couple small things. All right. Okay. So um, also very, very recently, Australia has now given um, the first video game of all time an adults-only classification. Of all time or just with their new rating system? Well, with their new rating system, right? But it's also of all time. Like there are no video games that actually have an adult-only rated game that are on console. They're only PC games. Oh, yeah, not on console. Right. See, I, I slipped that in at the last second. Yeah, well, yeah after I asked about it. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's Ninja Gaiden 3, right? And the thing that's really curious to me about this is that, do you know why Ninja Gaiden 3 now has an adults only or 18 plus, as they say, in Australia? Just because it's the, the first game, the first adult game that they came across? Uh, well, that might that might be, but it was it was it was not because of sex. It was not because of boobs. No, it's because of blood. It's because of blood. Yeah, it's just because the depiction of blood was that is the appropriate so reason, marked. though. I is would, it? Yeah, boobs. I would not give an eighteen plus. Well, rating I wouldn't one. either. But I mean, that's what normally what people consider associated. Oh with yeah, now you're like. Australians are not idiots. Fair enough. Yeah, been there, done that. They uh, they're actually pretty intelligent people. And the ironic thing is that it's the um, well, it's it's going to be out on Nintendo, right? So yeah. Nintendo gets the dubious award of having, having the first adults-only game. There you go. Nice on console. 
Congratulations, right. Nintendo. We'll be right back. Got plenty of stuff, plenty of stuff. But all right, you said there's something you want to go through. Yeah, now that we're on the violence thing, because I'm going to talk about some wicked gay stuff. All right, that's cool. Yeah. So we we all know this. Uh, what, is it, what are they? A website? Politico. Politico. Yes. Maybe it's, some of us like know Politico better than others. Pro Politico. I don't know if they're all related. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway, so they published a top ten list of violent video games. Um. And this is funny, right? Because the list of top ten violent video games, I mean, they're doing this for obvious relation to current recent events, right? Current recent events. That's funny. So here's the even more funny thing is that uh, this list, why don't I just read you the list? And Alon, maybe you can tell me what you think is the uh, most recent game on this list. Okay. All right. Do it. Manhunt. Very old. Manhunt 2. Slightly less old. Grand Theft Auto 3. Mm, behind Manhunt. Mortal Kombat Collector's Edition for the PS3. Mortal Kombat Collector. That's very new. Okay. But made up of old games. So there. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Collector's Edition. Okay. I was thinking the wrong one. I was thinking Complete Edition. Yeah, which is it's, the new Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Keep going. Postal. Postal's very old. Modern Warfare 2. Compared to Postal, very new. Resident Evil Zero. Uh, that's, that's recent-ish. That was on the GameCube, by the way. Was it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, not so recent. Uh, Splatterhouse on the Xbox 360. Relatively new. It's a couple years. A couple years. God of War 2. Uh, what, four years, five years. Mad World, same. Yeah, so these are these are the games that are corrupting our youth. Games that um, nobody plays anymore because they're. Many it's years funny old. that they picked out like Mortal Kombat, the collector's edition, right? Because it's they could have just said Mortal Kombat two or Mortal I Kombat three. They could have just said more like add a number to several of these, and then it would be a more recent list if you really wanted to be that conscientious about it. They yeah. could have done that, but they didn't even bother doing that. I don't. I just don't know why they hit specific SKUs. Why not just say Manhunt, right? And Grand Theft Auto and Mortal Kombat. It's, this just goes to show you how out of touch people in the generalized media are when they talk about specific domains like video games. It just shows you how how little they actually understand and know about the stuff they're talking. And the other the other funny thing is that all of these games. I mean, these are all rated mature games, which kids are not supposed to be playing anyway well 17 and up right i guess not supposed to be buying is more accurate right it's the idea that the parent decides what the kid plays yeah that's a crazy idea where'd you ever get that idea from i don't know some whole like personal responsibility thing so yeah the fact that they're mature designated is i mean I, to suggest that these games shouldn't exist to me is exactly the same as suggesting that right well rated r movies just shouldn't exist anymore Right. right, right, exactly. That's it. Oh, and by the way, politicians sh- should stop having affairs with people because those are those are bad too, right? <laughs> it's just, it's, you know, every time some shit like this happens, uh, we just hear these same things and they don't get any more intelligent and they don't get any more informed and it just starts sounding like a broken record and it's it's just really wearing thin, you know? I mean, can't you press people, learn from the same shit that you did a few years ago? Can't you learn from your own shit at least? 
I, I have lost touch with what you're actually trying to say at this point. What I'm saying is that, you know, every once in a while there's some kind of horrible massacre and there's a bunch of press people who say things like what we just read out. And it's so clearly and grossly misinformed and uneducated about the topic they're speaking. So did, did you hear this bit about how – so like while Biden was in talks with the NRA and the NRA was going on about how it's not the guns that – create problems and it's the people and whatever and it's the video games and the movies did that did the nra really say that yeah the nra the nra Woo! is the one blaming the video games ah uh, this okay see this is the kind of shit i'm talking about but but while they were talking to biden literally while it was happening right there was another shooting at a school <laughs> with a gun oh i vaguely i heard something but i didn't know that that was actually concurrent yeah i, I this particular shooting i think was more like aimed like the guy wanted to kill specific people i see not uh not just like go in and shoot up a room but he did do some damage on like one person or two yeah now that now that we're on the topic um there's actually something kind of interesting that i want to bring up um there was a piece on gamma sutra like i think about a week ago right where this guy was giving his commentary about how you know we actually like as an industry we actually should not meet with biden and talk to him and there's actually a lot of controversy about like okay like should we, you know, like collectively as a video game industry, should we talk to Biden or should we not talk to Biden? Just the act of talking to him would be bad, you mean? Yes. Because it, it represents that we... Well, here's, I, here's where I'm coming from about the topic. And I think that this was actually also the, the thesis that this guy was putting forward is that, um, although I'm paraphrasing, I'm saying it in my own words. The thing about something like what like Biden and Obama are doing is that you either... You either understand their intentions to be taken at face value as being, um, what's the word, um, objective, or you assume that they have an agenda that they're trying to push and they're just trying to find reasons for that agenda to be pushed forward, right? And if you assume that it's the latter instead of the former, basically what that means is that if you as an industry, you go up and you speak to Biden in a private meeting, you are not or even a public one, you are not speaking to these people on your terms. You are speaking to them on their terms, and you're only helping them further whatever agenda that they're trying to push. And, I mean, everybody who knows anything about PR mm -hmm. knows that when you, want to, when you want to communicate anything about yourself, you do it when it's appropriate to do it on your own terms. You don't do it on other people's terms because if you do it on other people's terms – then really bad things happen that you can't control, right? And so I'm, I'm kind of feeling like, you know, I, I, can't, I can't believe that they're doing this, knowing what I know about those politicians. I can't believe that they're, they're doing this just as kind of like a, a face value, objective evaluation of what's happening in the world. I really kind of feel like, I mean, they've said so. They've said in the past, you know, like Obama has very explicitly stated, I don't want to get too political, but he's very explicitly stated that, like, yeah, you know, when shitty things happen, that's a great time to push the agenda that you want to happen forward. Because if they don't, and I'm paraphrasing again, right, then you wouldn't have that opportunity to push that agenda forward. Yeah, but I mean, that's that just seems obvious to me. Right. right. So, so if that's the case, right, then I think it's really bad for the video game industry as a group to actually engage in this discussion because it's a discussion that just by virtue of how we engage is impossible for us to engage on our own terms and on level ground. Do you think it'd be interesting about if they're just like, you know what, we'll talk to you, but, um, in three months. So what like, is like, there's a cool off period. Like once everybody is, is cool and not like all up in arms about what just happened when we're all calm and collected and have had time to, to decide on, on our arguments right. and what we really think then we'll meet and talk with you. But we don't want to do it in this reactive way just because there happened to be something that just happened. That, yeah. Well, I think there's occurred. some value in that. But what I think would be more important and even more beneficial is if, if there's ever going to be a discussion like this, like let, let the game industry speak on their own terms. You know, why do this backdoor meeting? Why not just have like an open discussion, right, so that we can see what each side is saying and it's transparent. Well, it wasn't particularly private. I don't know how much of it was, was publicized, but like yeah. people knew I, they were talking. People knew they were talking, but it's, 
like I said, as long as there's a forum for the industry to talk about itself on its own terms in an objective way where there's no agenda, then it's fine. Well, okay, so so let me ask you again. Now that now that we're on the topic, yeah, uh, what do you think could possibly come out of some sort of discussion like this? Like I'm I'm trying to think of an idea in my head of okay, what as the industry, if I were there representing the industry, what would I say? Because we're certainly kind of not going to say, oh yeah, we're going to stop making these games. Because I'd be like, well, what do you want to stop right. making movies? Well, stop actually, making books? It, it's funny you brought that up because there's another angle to this guy's Gamma Sutra piece that I didn't mention, which is that the fact that we are even coming to the table also seems to send a message that we are also part of the problem. Yeah, that's the that's the part where I would agree with him. Like, just talking about it suggests that we accept some amount of responsibility. Yeah, and I think that that is that's definitely a huge mistake, right? And I think that there can be some way to talk about it while also qualifying it with the fact that okay, we're not actually taking implying that we are actually responsible for any of these things because we aren't, but at the same time, X, Y, Z. Yeah. Well, what I would say is. Is, uh, you know, hey, I met with you because why not, right? You're the right. vice president. Let's talk. But heads up, this is crazy. By the way. Yeah, I th- think that context needs to be very, very specifically established and explicitly mentioned. And another thing that I saw on MSNBC was great because it was this this woman who's clearly a parent. And I don't know if she was a scientist or just the the um, like the speaker head of, of this study that happened. Um, but she was talking about the study about video games, the effects on people playing video games and like doctors and stuff and the good that it can do with education. That wasn't her plan. Like she went into it, um, not expecting to be like, yeah, first person shooters are great, but apparently it's not like just a factor in making surgeons better. It is like the amount of time they spend playing specifically first person shooter games, which I'm sure would just be some 3d spatial game, but they refer to it as first person shooter games. The number one biggest indicator on, um, bas- I forget exactly what she said, but basically if they're good surgeons or if they do well, like the, the number one most important factor yeah. in, in their ability to, to do oh, their I job better I believe than it. someone who doesn't. Um, the, the super long name guy who coined flow, right? Mahali Tsikseg Mahali. He he actually used surgeons as an example of people who do these kinds of deep flow activities, and yeah, I mean, surgeon surgery is actually very close to video games. Yeah. They, then she said, like, you know, I'm a mom, and I I didn't want to be able to. She's like, I was not expecting to have these results, but apparently they're great. And then you think of like, she specifically she used the analogy of a pie. Like, there's all these things that contribute to to what might happen or how how people might act, right. and like the things that happen when they play video games or that influence might be like maybe 1%. Some people say up to 4%, but like there's all this other stuff too. So it's, it's not a very big factor in like doing bad things, but apparently it is actually kind of a big factor in learning and doing good things. That's true. We have the studies. Are you going to find a Master of Science program in technology that creates thinkers who understand how business works and how to apply the technology? Where else are you going to discover a graduate degree in technology that is customized to meet your objectives? Where else in the Valley, on campus or online, can you study at the only private university that gives you the opportunity to focus in specialized areas like network security, artificial life programming, and game studies, as well as technology management? Where else? Where else but the University of Advancing Technology? UAT's graduate technology program is accelerated. It combines business with technology. It offers the flexibility to adapt quickly to changes that come in high-tech fields. Feed your brain. Lead. Manage. You won't find this innovative environment anywhere else. UAT, the select private university where you'll be fully immersed in technology. The experience is unrivaled. Click UAT.edu. That's UAT.edu. All right, we're back. Once again, it's Chatterbox Video Game Radio. And there's still so much stuff we haven't talked about. So much. All right, what do you got? I have University of Advanced in Technology's website, UAT.edu. That's what I have. All right. 
All right. Um, you got anything more? So we talked a lot about guns. I didn't. I didn't mention my suggestion. Like if I were. If I were them and I was really – let's say I get to the point of thinking, okay, well, what can we do? Right. I think back to the don't use drug things. You remember all those arcade games that had like don't use drugs and the FBI warning or whatever? Yeah, because thank you, Nancy Reagan. Was was that the reason for it? Well, I think so. Okay. Because she started that whole war on drugs thing. And what if was... any time – and I don't know that I'm suggesting this as like a good solution. But like what if any time at the beginning of the game when you have the ESRB rating and it says M. Yeah. like Don't shoot people? They just put – some message. Don't use guns. Because we all know that all of those blue screens with uh, William S. Sessions on them, that did a lot to curtail drug use. <laughs> right? You know? Like I'm thinking, I'm thinking the most extreme situation is they agree that any M-rated game, when it displays that, will also deploy, display some other message or potentially a changing message that like maybe – You know what's funny? That shit probably did more to encourage drug use. <laughs> Perhaps. But – like, let's say they did that. That's that's probably the most pronounced change that could come out of a discussion with the game industry. And it's like it's absurd. I don't think it would ever happen. But if it did, if something big did happen, I think that's the biggest thing that would ever happen. And it would be something that has virtually no effect. You, you don't think that something even worse could happen? Like, for example, them saying that, like, okay, we're going to... Just regulate how they're sold or used or something? Yeah. I mean, no. that's the it worst can, case scenario. No, it, it, likely, it can but. never get worse than movies. Movies are the perfect analog to it. Although people will argue that no, games are worse. No, but here's the problem, right? Because it, it's, it, it's easy to argue. I mean, it's not rational, but it's easy to argue that, oh, games are interactive, so they're just more vicious than movies on all fronts. But they're a media type, and they're certainly not as realistic as movies. Because in movies we see what looks like real people with real blood. And I know they're getting, you know, better with video games and stuff, but like you can tell a story and show exactly what you want to show and show the bits of brain and all that stuff you want to show. We're pretty in a movie. close to that shit. Right. Have you it's, seen the latest God of War? No. It's, it's, uh, anyway, movies are a very good analog and they will never be able to do anything to games that they don't do to movies. They would have to change regulation across the board. And all but, they do in movies is, like, not let kids yeah, buy but I'm tickets. Yeah, but I have trouble accepting that, right? Because, you know, like, all of, the, all of the attention that's been around violent media now is really mostly focused on games right now. They're not like, oh, those horrible movies, are they? No, but I so, also so don't. So we're like, I mean, for better or worse, right? Like, we're really in the spotlight right now, even though it makes no sense. It, it makes a little bit of sense. I'm not going to discount it completely, but it's the... It's well, the, I understand why it is, right? But it's definitely not like a rational progression of thoughts. I'm sh- I am willing to to uh, say that I, I think that our willingness to commit violence in the United States versus other countries and just in modern day society versus, I don't know, earlier times, 50 years ago or something, has a lot to do with all of the media that we're subjected to and just like i think a lot of people who pull the trigger and kill someone yeah just they've been living their whole lives seeing that happen so it doesn't appear to them to be something of such consequence right they don't they don't understand the value of life because it hasn't ever been like taught to them they live in a world where there's so many people around you never know anybody you can always get away with something you don't live in small societies where everyone knows who you are and so you don't build build strong bonds with people and so valuing life less in general means you're more likely to do something that completely destroys life well and i I don't think you can apply that to just games or movies i don't all of life i don't disagree that like all those things that you said are are the way they are but at the same time right there's there's a lot of people like i mean there's this this is the example that everybody uses i mean there's a lot of people who feel that way but then they don't retaliate by shooting up yeah, 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 but listen, any time you're dealing with a statistical model, right, with a large population... Um, yeah, but that's the y- thing, like, I don't even... Sh- I'm not even sure if it's, like, useful to talk in statistical terms, because also, like, a lot of... And now now I'm getting, like, out of my depth, honestly, but, like, a lot of these ridiculous things that happen, like, there's something kind of fucked up in the people's heads who do them, right? And so I think the people who are pointing towards, like, let's find out, like, what's going on with, like, mental health, I think that that's the right way to go. Yeah, no, that's... I think we all agree that well, most people who discuss this agree that that is really the best way to do it. It's also one of the most difficult. It's much easier to just ban guns or make some new law about something sure. than to actually try to identify people who have problems and find a way. Because honestly, like there is no good way to provide mental health for people who aren't stable. Because like the real solution is 
I wish they were never alive or I wish they were different than they are. Right. But like some kid who just is literally psychopathic uh, or sociopathic has like no ability to empathize because of some brain deficiency. Right. Right. We don't want to kill them because we try to not kill people. Yeah. And usually they become CEOs. Yeah. Well, <laughs> on occasion, well, every CEO basically, but, um, we don't want to kill people who have this problem. At the same time, they can't live in society. At the same time, they haven't yet committed some huge crime to put them in jail. So we put them in a hospital, but we want to let them go. But they're still psychopathic because that's yeah, what they are. It's, I mean, it's a classic problem, right? I mean, we can't like we can't descend into the realm of thought crime now, you know. But the implication is almost that if you if this is something you really want to stop, right? Then you kind of have to descend into the world of thought crime, and that's really unacceptable. Yeah, it's, so it's like, what do you do, right? Yeah, but it's like it's like cars. Like nobody talks about cars. People get killed by cars all the time, but nobody's like, we should ban cars because too many people get killed by them. That reminds me of something. Super Freakonomics talks about um, how it's actually more dangerous or very similarly dangerous to walk home from a bar drunk than to drive home drunk. Because uh, in terms of the mileage traveled. Yeah, you know what? It's actually funny. A couple weekends ago, there was a story about these two uh, kids who went down in uh, Scottsdale. And you know how down in downtown Scottsdale they have like um, these uh, these bicyclists that give you rides on these carts? Yeah, the rickshaws. Yeah, these rickshaw thingies, right? Because uh, you're drunk and you don't want to drive, right? And so these two kids, they like they weren't allowed to drive, right? His, his, like, parents, like, they're, like, you know, college kids. Like, parents, like, for some reason or another, like, told them or asked them not to drive, and they were being good. So they didn't drive, and the, the rickshaw thingy totally got bowled over by a drunk driver. Yeah, So right? you're right. That's exactly what happened. That yeah. happened a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So statistically speaking, uh, not exactly safe to walk home either, but... Anyway, I don't understand. See, like, I feel like we're having like, even though it's kind of off topic, like we're having like a very, very like rational, intelligent discussion about this thing. And like, why don't you hear this shit on TV? Okay, (laughs) and I'm not even like trying to toot our own horns. Like, why can't people talk about this in a reasonable way? Because everything is sensationalist. What you see on TV is for like, why can't why can't people admit that like this is actually a problem where both alternatives could possibly be unacceptable? Right. It's like it may be unacceptable to do something about it and equally unacceptable to not do something about it. You just choose your evil or your poison. Right. You choose your bad outcome. But there's a bad outcome either way. Well, I mean, it, when people see a problem, they want to make change. And when people don't see a problem, they don't want to make change. Yeah, but we're, we're very resistant to change. I guess there's just assumption, right, that like if we change it, it's better. Well, right. Or if, if we change it, it's the assumption worse. is if we don't like it, then we change. <laughs> right. Anyway. All right. I, I want to talk about economics now, too, but we're not going to. Um, I talked about sensationalism, and I said it earlier I want to talk about some gay stuff. Uh, so I've been reading the news lately, and this is actually twofold. We only have a couple minutes, which is good because this isn't such okay. a big this deal. This isn't me, about but... how like I was like browsing Gran Turismo online, and there was a room, and it was gay people only. No. racing. I didn't even know that happened. Only gay racers allowed. <laughs> okay. They're also hitting on each other, I, I digress. I don't know. So... No, they're just gay. They don't hit on each other. I saw I saw a couple things in the news today or on, on you know gaming news stuff about this gay expansion planet in Star Wars: The Old Republic. Have you read about this? No, this is new to me. Okay, so I don't even know the details, but I guess there's discussion about how in the forums people are all up in arms about it. That the world's going to end or something. That there's some you know an, an expansion that specifically allows and and therefore because of its allowance, I guess promotes. Um, same-sex interaction or same-sex relationships, whatever. Um, maybe I, I don't know the details. Maybe on a specific planet or something. I don't know. I guess Fox News was talking about this and therefore sensationalizing. But I'm going to sensationalize further because what's funny is, so I use, I use Google Reader to look at you know my joystick articles and other articles and stuff. And I happen to, for like the first time in forever, be on my, on my computer instead of my phone while I was researching stuff today. And I went to joystick.com directly, and I looked through some of their stuff. For whatever reason, I didn't use Google Reader. And I came across this thing. Fox News discusses Star Wars, the Old Republic's gay expansion planet, right? But to make sure I have it on the show, I favored all the articles I want to talk about on on the show. So I go into Google Reader to put a little star next to it, and I scroll through all the stuff, all the stuff. And it's like the article before it is there. The article after it is there. But this one particular article about gay stuff happening 
not in Google Reader. Apparently, it's not in Joystick's RSS feed to be grabbed. And I haven't investigated the details, but something tells me they don't want to spread talk about gayness. That's very curious. Yeah. They want to limit it. Only if you're on your web- on their website can you read about I'm, the gay I'm stuff. I'm wondering this, this gay planet, like what kind of gay is it? Is it like all kinds? Is it just like just some kind? Same gender romance in the game. I don't know. Right? Like what if you're transsexual? Are you allowed in there? I, I don't know that they have built uh, transgenderism into the game. But uh, anyway, I just thought it was hilarious that this potentially politically sensitive article was also the one, the one that is omitted from my feed. Um, anyway. That's just that's... like how this uh, scene at... Uh... Um, reporter or editor, right? He resigned because he basically, um, is it CBS? Yeah, CBS. I don't know what you're talking about. So. Yeah, there's, there, there's, the, there's that product that, um, shit, what's it called? Um, this cable product, right? And the, anyway, this guy, they were going to give it an award, and the CBS basically said, no, you can't give this a, an award. Because, like, we're involved in a lawsuit about it or something. Oh, yeah, I remember this. Yeah, and then so he, he resigned over the fact that uh, he didn't believe that uh, CBS executives could be. I didn't know that there was a resignation for that. Yeah, so oh. kudos to that guy for sticking to his guns. He and doesn't cu- trust that. that uh, kudos to us for not knowing what we're talking about, yeah. so our well, listeners well, have no, no, no idea. No, no. I want to say this real quick. Like, they, he didn't believe that the company could uh, be could allow independent journalism anymore, so that's why he quit. So that was, I think, fantastic. Yeah, so they were going to, like, Give uh, best best yeah yeah damn it I can't remember it best time. of like CES award yeah yeah okay good times um was it MakerBot no it was this uh it's like Slinger or whatever all right anyway Jumper Hopper that's what it is we didn't get to talk Hopper. about my most important thing this week we'll talk about it next week thank you everyone for listening we'll be back good night guys. You've been listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. Tune in next week for more tips and info and the latest and greatest in video gaming. And remember, all your base are belong to us.